Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. In 2016, I gave him 18 months before he fell off the cliff, so two more seasons. In 16, since I made that prediction. He's had a Hall of Fame career. A full Hall of Fame career. And what boggles my mind is this is the first 17-game season. And he won the Super Bowl last year, which means he played more football than others. And he's leading the league in attempts. Can I ask you, what it's made unbelievable. You, what, that day, what made you take that No, edge? not that day. I said the same thing about Peyton. I said the same thing about Favre at the time. What I'd noticed for a while now is right so you was 41. Wrong about all, yeah. No, I was right about them. How? At, because when quarterbacks hit that age 41 season, they all fall off. All of them one fall off. One dude went to two Super Bowls and won one. Another dude took his No, team no, but not after at age 40 season. after age 41 they weren't good anymore. The, actually the best uh, uh, old quarterback who who was like still pro bowl-ish Favre was take the, Warren Moon. Favre took, he was like 39 Favre 40. took Minnesota to the NFC Championship Right, game. right. He they fly very high and then they turn 41, they have that age 41 season and they fall off. But All he went, how old Until was Brady. Favre? How old was He was Favre? not 41. Oh, so he wasn't 41. No. That's what. That's why I based that on the model that all these quarterbacks. Remember when Peyton came back off the neck and he winds up in Brian. Everyone's like, he could do this till he's fifty, and he's leading the league in touchdowns. All of a sudden, right off the cliff. Yeah, but I thought Favre was at least forty. He may have been forty, yeah. that, and that's the last little gasp. But, but let me last, tell you, that was his last. That was, that was it. Your guy was actually the best, one of the better old quarterbacks. But I never considered him a great quarterback. Vinny Testaverde was really good. Well, when he came he was, off the couch at 60. Yeah. It's yeah. Unreal. But Brady <laughs> is doing <laughs> stuff now. Vinny was like 60 years old. I'm like, Vinny, come on, man. Eh. Paychecks, man. Let me tell you my mistake with Brady is I was comparing him to other football players. I should have been comparing him to Satchel Paige and Bernard Hopkins and other great uh, Nolan Ryan, Oof. other great old players in other sports because he's transcended the – he's smashed the age barrier in football. Well, I think you you got to start by saying, one – He's got a bunch of weapons. So Oof. whenever you got a bunch of weapons, you got a good defense. And he's healthy. I mean, Brady's last significant injury was his ACL when Castle took over. That, that, that was his last significant injury. He didn't miss any time other than whatever little light suspension he got or whatever from the NFL. Other than that, the dudes never miss time at the quarterback spot. So he's healthy. He's sound. On top of that, he's now paired with one of the – Major brain trust in all of the NFL in Byron Leftwich. Mm. This is not about Tom Brady. This is about Byron Leftwich. This is not about Bruce Arians. This is about Byron Leftwich. When you hear people on television or sports talk radio, they never mention Byron Leftwich. The first thing they try to say is, well, Tom Brady and Bruce Arians. No, 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 no. His relationship with Byron Leftwich is second to none. It's ridiculous. Communication is important. Being able to dial up, design certain plays that look a certain way, even if it is some familiarity carryover from the New England Patriot days of Tom Brady, which it should be, Byron still has to call it a certain way. He has to call a game a certain way for Brady to be comfortable. I can't wait for him to become a new head coach in the National Football League and become this hot coaching candidate because he certainly deserves it. But because Tom Brady is his quarterback, you don't hear about Byron Leftwich nearly Except as from much. Andy Reed. Uh, yeah. Nearly so, as much as you did about the Josh McDaniels, the Bill O'Briens of the world when they had Tom Brady. 
We all know Tom Brady's great, but Byron Leftwich is the one getting it done. So why does it feel like we have to force Byron Leftwich's name in those conversations? And I agree with you on everything you just said about Byron. But it does feel like every time there's some kind of open opportunity, it's a name that we're having to con- make concerted effort to make sure that people recognize could it be? how talented he actually be? is. How come what other people don't be? see that yet? Keith? Well, it's not that they don't see it. They refuse to acknowledge it. Because it's Tom. Because and Tom it's already- Tom. But they don't seem to understand. Tom Brady is not saying, get me in a three-by-one set. Get me in a two-by-two, which means two receivers on one side, two receivers on another, back in the back. He, that's not what Tom is saying. Byron Leftwich is standing there with his play call sheet and he's going, you know what? This is what I'm going to call. And the reason I know that is not only do I know the, the situation, I'm watching television, I'm watching the game, and I'm watching Bruce Arians, and I'm watching Byron Leftwich. Then Bruce Arians is saying nothing with his, his uh, headset up, and Byron Leftwich is the one communicating. So I'm looking at that, and I'm going, well, he didn't want to call in the damn plays. But yet still, it's Bruce Arians' offense. And Tom Brady. I'm like, well, no, man. No, because he has to make that decision to put that ball in that receiver's hands. Tom Brady now has 602 passing touchdowns. He started his career in 2000. The career record was 420 passing touchdowns. Dan Marino. Stats Incredibles brought to you by My Computer Training for a Better Life. So when you bring up Byron Leftwich, the elephant in the room is that He's not getting credit, although offensive coordinators nowadays get all the credit and all the jobs, supposedly, right? And what other characteristic can we describe uh, uh, Byron Leftwich with that seems to not be represented at the highest level of the coaching ranks in proportion is he is African-American. Now, how much of that do you think factors into this? I I don't know that that's really what it is. I just think it's Tom Brady. The Brady brand is so big. And people don't want to give the coach who's coaching Tom Brady, who's really coaching him. He's sitting on the sideline talking to him on the bench. So why do they want to give um, Bruce because Arians Because Bruce Arians is the head coach, and they automatically assume that it's Bruce Arians' system when it's actually Byron Leftwich that makes who's sense. calling the play. That makes sense, but Jay, you know, but I, that makes sense, but – and it's unknowable how much race plays into these kind of things in American life, but you assume it plays some well, kind it ain't of gonna, role. It ain't going to fly with me, though, because no. I ain't going to let it happen. I mean, as soon as you start trying that's to prop some of these about. other offensive coordinators, oh, no, 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 that's but, the but dude. That, that's what I mean. It seems to me that the guy who gets out of proportion credit nowadays is the offensive coordinator, Kyle Shanahan, whoever it is. That guy we, we home in on and we say, that offensive coordinator – but for whatever reason, including maybe circumstances, Tom Brady, lots of offensive weapons, maybe also race? Or are you saying, no, not in this case? I, I don't like to use the race card. It may be there because the people that are calling games, the people like us that are on sports talk radio and television, it's our job to make sure that Byron Leffridge gets his due. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's our job because we would make sure Josh McDaniel gets his due or Kyle Shanahan gets his due or Bill O'Brien got his due. And Enemy's been getting and his B- due. B- Enemy's yeah. getting his due because yep. we put an emphasis on making sure. And Andy Reid has put an emphasis on making sure that Enemy has gotten his due. And, and Bruce Arians is also putting an emphasis on making sure Byron Leftwich gets his due. But that's not enough. 
We have to do it too, Jay. And it also, I mean, let's be real about it. It would really help if Tom Brady did it too. Right? Well, I think yeah, I think I don't Tom, know that he hasn't. I'm trying to think no, of I think, no, well, I'm not I'm not saying that he has or has not, but like you haven't it hasn't been like a topic that's came up. Oh, I'm up. sure Tom is going to communicate with the people who, out in the universe that Byron Leffridge is a hell of a coach. I mean, I'm watching because I look for little things. I'm watching him sit there, you I know? What you're saying. I'm just saying, like, think about, and I'm not saying that like, Tom Brady hasn't done this, like, in a malicious way. All I'm saying, though, is if Tom Brady decided to make it a point, yeah, the greatest emphasis. quarterback of all time, <laughs> and, like, this dude is the reason why we're doing it, it would go boom really oh, yeah. quickly. I agree. Absolutely. Really quickly. Yeah, I agree. And, I and maybe he, he will. will. Maybe and he will. Maybe he will. Yeah, when, yeah. The, when the time comes, I'm just saying, when I'm watching games and paying attention to the situation, I'm not just looking at Tom Brady. I'm looking at everything. I'm looking at how do you make the decision to throw him the football or put him in this position to get the football. Oh, Byron Leffridge is the one that made that decision yeah. to put that play together. By the way, remember there's also Brady not only breaks records and has the greatest season and MVP and da da he also gave his hat to a kid in the stands who had beaten cancer and had a sign saying Tom Brady had, and, and like gives him his hat. Tom Brady helped me beat cancer. Like Tom Brady is is looking. I missed that because that was yeah. Probably, yeah, yeah that look was at that. Look end. at that. It was an incredible moment. An incredible was, moment. I'll tell you another incredible moment. If I'm that other fan that caught that 600 career TD pass, I'm not giving that ball back. No, no, no. Sorry, Mike Evans. You gave it to me. It's mine. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on that the feels, Goodyear Hotline. That feels so good to me, and, I, and I'm not even Tom Brady at the game. And I, he, The sign is about Tom Brady, but it feels good to me to see that Tom Brady not only can be a great football player, but also be a hero to a young man that contributes Tom Brady and whatever Tom Brady's game is or whatever, beat cancer. Whatever made that young man feel good. No doubt. Know. No doubt. Much no, more I'm on this game and one person who says Justin Fields is not ready to start. We'll tell you why. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? 
You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speakers, wherever you get your podcasts. We're coming to you live from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. So, Wait, Max, can we just share what just happened? Go ahead. What's up with your college? I had my eyes on the screen. What happened? I missed it. No, I call call college football for ESPN. I did the Penn uh, (laughs) State-Illinois game this weekend, and Key being Key, uh, I was like, I I figured, what'd you say? I said, I, I figured it out. With the college football games, because I watch Dan every Saturday calling. You know, he does an amazing job to me. I love listening to his voice and him getting in all the details. And when you... Me and Key are best friends nowadays, bro. When you think about it, I'm like, these teams are favorite when he's calling the games. They lose. Penn State lost. They were favored Dude, by... Wait, 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 wait. Nine overtimes and they still hit the under? Bro. How is this feasible? It was tough. It was tough, man. Watch it, the the overtime. I mean, it was fun, but it was tough watching these some of the play calls. You're like, fellas, what are we doing? I think in my like last three years of college football, I, I called Georgia getting upset by South Carolina. I called yes. Oklahoma getting upset by Kansas State. Yes. I called. Oh, if Dan's Florida calling your game, watch Kentucky, your back. Uh-oh. Illinois getting uh, beaten Penn State. Yeah, I'm an upset special. How's Carson Wentz doing? Ooh. Better and better. Ooh. He's doing better and better. Your By the Look way, at you claiming I'm like the Lions. Come on, empty the way, bucket he's, early he's, on. He's, he's not great, but he's he's good right now, and yeah. he's been getting better steadily throughout the season. Dan, I only ever call it like I see it. I call it like I see it, including two years ago Uh-oh. when he stunk in the second half, and you were telling me he was good. Yeah. All right, but right now he's good. I'll tell you the truth. Listen, let's get to this segment. <laughs> exactly. By the way, while Tom Brady's throwing his 600th career touchdown pass, my God, 21 yeah. touchdowns, three interceptions. Another one of my great predictions. Justin Fields was being introduced to the world champions. Dan Fields had five turnovers in the game, including three interceptions. Here is Tim Hasselbeck on the rookie quarterback. My takeaway is that he's not ready to play. Now, saying that, I think he has to continue to play. And it was ugly. And we pointed out that it's been ugly for a lot of these rookie quarterbacks. But I think it's how you learn. So all the people that were dying to see Justin Fields, don't turn on him now. Because the reality is some guys have to go through these moments before they can really figure it out and turn out to be the player that so many people thought that they would turn out to be. So... That's my takeaway is it's been ugly. Uh, there will be better days, but you're going to have to weather the storm. Dan, I see you nodding at certain points. Why isn't Fields ready? Well, because he holds the ball too long. That's what he did at Ohio State. He's deliberate with his decision-making and where he's going to throw the football. That's what he did at Ohio State. He waits for guys to get open. That's what he did at Ohio State. These are all things that 
for a young guy who's incredibly talented but has not played a ton, that's why he has to play. That's why Tim is right, is he has to play in the NFL to get these valuable reps for the future. But this is also why when the moment Chicago went up to trade him, no one pretended that this was a good situation for him to go into. The difference between you know, uh, Justin Fields' situation in comparison to Mac Jones's situation is Mac's got a good offensive line, Justin doesn't. Mac's got a really good offensive scheme and play caller, Justin doesn't. Mac's got, I don't want to say really good weapons, but he's got more than one or two, and, and Justin doesn't. And so, no, Justin, again, I, I, I try to get people under. I don't believe in this philosophy of he's ready or not ready. I think every, it is such an individualized situation. Justin's going to be fine. But here would be my, my, a little bit of pushback is, all right, so I've never coached. Um, but I know one thing, if I'm playing on the road against the defending Super Bowl champions that have one of the best pass rushes in the NFL unit wise, and one of the best pass rush individuals in the NFL and Shaq Barrett, I sure am heck am never not a single snap going to single up my fifth string right tackle one-on-one in pass protection. I'm just not going to do it. Philosophically, your number one thing should be, what do we not do in these games? And they singled up their right tackle, who, again, is either a fourth or fifth stringer way too many times. That is stupid football. I also... So, I so was you're wa- saying Matt Nagy is doing stupid things <laughs> again, football-wise. Again, yes. again, okay, I just want to put the two things together for everybody out there listening. Here's, yes. here's another thing. Okay. Go rewatch the Tell game because I'm going to do this on Get Up. And it got confirmed last night. So if you go watch his first interception last week against the Packers, it was a... Hey, uh, like a, a frantic, urgent, on the field, um, quick snap. Well, it goes. It, it comes out that in the helmet, he was told, "Get to the line of scrimmage, snap the ball quickly." The defense has twelve men on the field, free play. That becomes an interception. Yesterday, his first interception is a very similar situation. You watch the game. All of a sudden, there's sudden urgency out of the offense. Yeah, they're trying to quick snap. They're it. trying to quick snap and get twelve guys on the field. He was told that in his helmet. Again, this was confirmed last night at like eleven o'clock from a Chicago local writer. And I remember texting the group text um, for get up like, hey, I think that was the same situation. That is on coaching. The coaches are in his helmet saying, quick snap him. We got 12 on defense. Take your shot. It's a free play. But they were wrong. So, I, you know, like we could kill Justin all we want. I get, Yes, the, saying Justin needs to play better is like saying farmers need rain in the summertime. I'm aware of that, guys. But... The coaching staff is doing as little as they can yeah. to help him play well. Yeah, the coaching staff is not. It's bad. And Dan is right. The quarterback situation, even if we took Mac Jones and we dropped him in Chicago, be I'd, much be afraid. Worse. I'd be afraid for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so when you look at it, they're not doing anything to give this guy an opportunity for success. Everything is is like, they don't know what they're doing. It, but we it, knew this situation. We knew it. See, like we, I didn't know. It's not a good I situation. Just, I, it, I didn't because I'm practical. I, at least I think I am. And when, it, when I'm drafting a guy to move up to get him and I insert him into the lineup, I'm going to give him a handful of plays where he can have success on the road against a team like Tampa Bay. I'm not about to ask him to do things that I know he's not ready to do yet. Yeah. Makes absolutely zero yeah. sense to me. I, I just kind of laugh because when I think about the Bears, I'm like, all right, this is the same organization that fired Lovey Smith after going 10 and 6 and you know two NFC championship appearances. And I see this and I see what those expectations are. And there are things that are very apparent. 
Mm-hmm. Like, they're very apparent constantly. I, I don't understand how Matt Nagy is still in a position to lead this team. I've been saying it all year. I know Keith said that he thinks he's going to yeah, get an extension. I just it. don't see look, it. Look, if they wind up finishing second in the division, he'll probably get an extension. You know, I, I know this is not a, a popular take anymore. <laughs> yeah. I know it's, it sounds like a, a, I'm not up to the times and everything. But I think there's been such a rush to try to win in the rookie quarterback window. Mm-hmm. I think it's overemphasized at this point. You notice the, the champion quarterbacks a lot of times are the veteran guys who are getting paid. And, and my point is this. I don't know that just – like if I was running an organization, maybe he doesn't play at all this year. When I was a kid – if you had a rookie quarterback playing, no one expected him to do anything, sure. right? And nowadays, it's like the expectations, because a couple guys have done it, are that he's supposed to be good right away. Well, well, hold on, Max. I think you're asking the wrong question. Shouldn't the question be, can this young quarterback thrive under the future <laughs> leadership <laughs> of Matt Nagy? All right. Like, that's a legit question. If you want to talk about this year, give him a pass line. Jay. Are you betting on that, Dan? No. Thank you. No. Well, Thank how you. about this expert analysis? No. All right, so, but this is why the Chicago situation – is again, it's such an individualized one. The reason Justin had to play was because the general manager and head coach, in my opinion, are fighting for their jobs. So they have to go out and prove, hey, we've got this really young, talented quarterback that we can develop. And right now that's not happening. Now, maybe they've gotten assurance that they're back next year. I think that would be a grave mistake. And to the answer to your question, no, there's 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 nothing. There's nothing that has transpired. Over the first couple years of Matt Nagy as a head coach under with Mitch Trubisky or in the first six or seven games this year with Justin Fields that you can honestly as an organization point to and say, yeah, 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 I trust this guy because I would say this, Justin Fields is the most important draft pick in the Chicago Bears since Sid Luckman, right? Like in the last twenty years, or maybe history, maybe yeah, it's been a, right? it's been a minute. Yeah. So you, you, the the most important person in the Bears organization will be the future head coach that oversees yeah. Justin Fields' development wet with the general manager. And I don't, I don't all that disagree with that. But, but I was going to say, Dan, when you, to, to um, Max's point, when you talk about young quarterbacks, there's a young guy thriving in Cincinnati who started as a rookie. Killer. And Joe Burrow and some of the things that he's been able to do, how impressed – have you been with him? I know you're going to say you've been impressed the whole time since LSU, yeah, but how impressed? So I did the national title game when they played Clemson, yes. right? And they absolutely mopped them. And I was team Trevor Lawrence going into that game. I was, same. Really? Absolutely. Same, same. And so I, I did the mega cast, so I was on the field. And I remember walking off the field, and my only thought was, maybe my verbiage isn't great, but my only thought was this dude is a assassin. Like he's just a trained killer, mindset-wise. You know, he just he wants to rip your heart out. And I remember going into the draft, and I was saying, no, 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 you take Joe Burrow. This isn't – you take Joe Burrow because he never panics with the football. And Mm -hmm. I think that is such a separator. There's a lot of things that are – when you don't panic with the football, you got a chance to be special. And he does – he never panics with the football. And you watched yesterday some of the pocket movement – I think Joe Burrow needs to be in the MVP conversation, unquestionably. It's so funny. I said that last night on our call. I said, Joe Bur- I, I said this last, and I didn't even talk to you. I said this yesterday, and I got killed. No, K-I-L-T. he needs to be killed. He needs to be in the MVP conversation. Now, you might disagree with me on this comment, but I think Jamar Chase is the most impressive rookie receiver I've seen since Anquan Bolden. 
I said Moss. Okay. So does that take away that whole Penny Sewell Moss. argument about? I was I was wrong on that. At least right now, yeah. you know, my Penny Sewell argument was you got to build for the long haul ten years from now. <laughs> well, Same, but you got to give it up. Yeah. <laughs> Same. You got to give it up. I can't run from well, it. I mean, that yeah. that slant he runs, key. You know, like he oh, wide. No, he, I mean, I think it's the most impressive win I've seen this year in the whole NFL. The most emphatic win. And I do believe that we got to credit the Bengals' defense. The Bengals' defense beat Baltimore the way Baltimore has beaten so many people. They were at at the line of scrimmage. We're going to put our hands all over you, physical on the perimeter. They came after Lamar with a bunch of pressures, and they got in Baltimore's face. And uh, it's, it's a really impressive win. But Joe Burrow, man, I said this last year. I got crushed for it, but I don't. I said if you, I had to take one young quarterback in the NFL, yeah, this, one young quarterback yes. in the NFL, I, I would take Joe Burrow. Yeah, this is yeah, over, uh, I mean, post-Patrick Mahomes. I mean, yeah. I, mean, I said same. over the last three Justin years, Herbert. the only that's person I said, Justin Herbert is a young quarterback. No, I Justin, Justin Herbert that's is a big more, statement. Justin Herbert is the most talented, but I like it, obvious eye-popping talent. But there is some – I think Joe Burrow gives me the feeling he's going to do the most winning. There's something about him that makes me feel like he's going to do the most winning. I, I just I think his pulse, uh, I think that immeasurable, his pulse never goes up or low type of thing. I also think, and you guys, ex-athletes know this, you know, I've never gotten to this point, maybe in high school a little bit. Like I, I truly believe when he feels like he steps on the field, I'm the baddest joker out here. You know, like it's just one of those mindsets, that Tom Brady mindset. Dan Orlovsky giving, giving the straight talk, uh, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. If your pet passenger is injured in a car accident, get help paying for vet expenses. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Get a quote at Progressive.com. Oh, thank you, Dan. A former Bears corner on what's gone so wrong for Justin Fields. You're on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max while we wait for Charles Tillman to join us. Peanut! There was a game that featured the peanut punch, and the Titans win over the Chiefs. Um, Kevin Baird pulled it off. Pulled it off. What's your takeaway from, that, uh, from the Titans' win against the Chiefs, Key? They had a certain philosophy that they went into it with and a mindset that um, – they were going to not let Patrick Mahomes and a high-flying machine of an offense intimidate their struggling defense. But I think when you look at it, sometimes the matchups of a team is important. D- Tennessee matches up well all across the board with Kansas City. That's why they can have the success that they've had against them. Um, Kansas City makes you wonder, though, Jay. Mm-hmm. Is it the beginning of a, not, I don't want to call it a rebuild, but a reboot? Is this the beginning of a reboot? Because if it continues to go in this direction, then there's gonna have, they're going to have a lot more questions in the offseason. You've got to address the defensive coordinating position in, in Spagnola. You're going to have to look at that. Um, obviously, that's been a little bit of a struggle for them. They've gotten better at the end of the season making playoff runs, but overall, from wire to wire, they haven't been good. All right. Um, on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, who's the best team in the AFC? Used to be easy. Used to be the Chiefs, right? Former Bears cornerback Charles Peanut Tillman joins us on the Goodyear hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear, more driven. Good morning, Charles. What's up, gentlemen? How y'all doing today? We all right, brother. How you doing? We doing good, 
can you complain, man? I'm good, you know. Get my little workout in. Mm-hmm. No, you, you stay swole. Uh-oh. You don't want to get too swole, man. You don't play no more. Just, you know. No, no. It's, it, well, in, in my mind, I, I play. I just I want to have the physique. That's all I need. <laughs> I don't have to run routes or defend routes or anything like that. It's just it's just appearance, you know. Yeah, no, I, my mental. I hear you, Peanut. Let me ask you this, though, man. How concerned are you right now with the development of Justin Fields? Ah, uh, yeah. I knew this was going to come up. You know what? I'm I'm a little concerned. I don't I don't think that they're using him the way that he should be used. Um, he is a he's a star. You know, he's he's a really good quarterback, and I don't think that he's uh, they're using him to his strength. Um, the performance we saw yesterday uh, was not a good one. I really think that they just need to build a team or build an offense around this kid. He had tremendous success at Ohio State, and we're not really we're not seeing that right now. I think you know people, coaches, they're on the uh, they're on the hot seat, and they're 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 probably scrambling to 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 do whatever. And I, I think uh, Justin he he's not reaping the benefits of what's what's happening right now. It's, it's not looking good for him. Well, it definitely feels like Matt Nagy is on the hot seat. What? What what do you think he's been doing that puts Justin Fields in this predicament? Well, for one, I don't think they have the right uh, group of guys uh, in the line protecting him. You know, some of it's not Justin Fields' fault. You know, some of it is just as soon as he gets the ball, he's getting sacked. Um, he doesn't have, you know, adequate time to sit in the pocket and become that true pocket passer that I think he wants to be. As soon as he gets the ball, he's running, you know, he's running for his life. Um and then there are there are some things that Justin's doing. That it's just it's just growing pains and being a rookie. You know, last week there was, you know, he has tremendous athleticism. But hey, man, this is the league. We all athletic at this level. You know, he's trying to outrun everyone with his legs, and at the same, you know, I I I, I think he needs to just start to throw the ball away. Start learning that uh, growing pains. It's it's that's, that's how it is. You know, but I I, I think in the end once. Whoever the coach is, whoever can get him dialed in and build an offense around this kid, I think he is the guy for Chicago. Is Matt Nagy the guy for Chicago moving forward? I think this season will tell. I mean, looking looking what we see now, I would say I don't know, it's, it's a toss-up. I, I think what Chicago really needs to do is, man, they got to find their identity. You know, we had club dub and we had the partying after games and that was cool in the locker room. But now it's, you know, that was like two years ago. We got to, we got to, we got to find a new way. Every year you have success in this league, but you, you got to find a new theme every single year. And I think they're banking on what they had two years ago with that success. You got to, you got to switch it. You know, I, I think he needs to do something to get the team, uh, just to, together, they got to really circle those wagons. I mean, they they we literally went all the way to Tampa Bay to kick a field goal. You know, like that's not that's not <laughs> yeah that's not that's not good. That's should, not good football. Should they go back to Andy Dalton? Should they just say no. you know what we're going back to Andy Dalton? <clears throat> I don't. I I honestly think the team wants Justin Fields to start. I I, I really do. You know, he's your guy. There's no need to play games. My personal opinion was I thought they should have brought Fields on slow and not just give him the key to the city. You know, don't give him the keys to the lack right away. That was that was my I was I had been saying that the whole time. 
develop them, bring them along slow, let them sit by Andy Dalton. I don't think anyone thought the Bears were going to go to the Super Bowl this year. Am I lying? Did y'all think they were going to? I didn't think they were going to go to the Super Bowl. This is kind of like a rebound year. You know, they they got to they got to develop this young guy. And I don't. I personally didn't think he was ready just to start right away. I, I think he can get some games in, but hey, man, this is a process. This this league is hard, you know. And when you just throw someone into the fire, and then they don't have the necessary uh, tools. Yeah, man, you're you going to get burned every single time. Now now that he's thrown in there, he's starting to see it. There's some things that he needs to, to kind of help better aid him in this uh, transition to become a full-time starter. Charles Tillman here on Keyshawn J. Willemax. Before we let you go, we saw a great peanut punch yesterday on Patrick Mahomes. What's the key to a good peanut punch? Man, eye position. You got to figure out where the ball is. And then once you get ready to make the tackle, you got to punch first. Don't secure the tackle. Because when you secure that tackle, I think uh, the ball carriers, they always, you know, they know you're there. So they're they're going to protect that ball more. So you got to punch first, then secure. Punch so it's and a then tackle. secure the tackle. It's a punch tackle. It's it's kind of the verse what the coach teach. That's That's my philosophy. Coach teaching you something that don't work, you doing something that do work, but they don't want to teach that. Ain't that, that amazing? I think that's for people who don't make tackles, right? Like, let's get the, <laughs> let's get the basics out of the way first. All right. Thank you, Charles Tillman here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Appreciate it. All right, Charles. Hey, man, y'all have a good one, fellas. You right, too. Bit, bit. Yeah, right. If you're a baller punch and then tackle otherwise just get maybe you make the I mean tackle. yeah but they always teach you something opposite of what you you know mm-hmm. that's success some some people can do things <laughs> their yeah, way yeah 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 will we get Justin Fields versus Trey Lance that's next Keyshawn J Willemax on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80 mm-hmm. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. 
Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers, Keyshawn J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance. All right, guys. Something we call A to Z. Let's go from A to Z and get you caught up on everything you need to know from the weekend. Carmelo Anthony scored 28 points off the bench. The Lakers overcame 40 from Ja Morant to beat the Grizz 121-118. It was the Lakers' first win of the season, including the preseason. And Anthony moved into ninth place on the NBA's all-time scoring list. But the story that garnered the most attention from the, from the Lakers weekend was an altercation between A.D. and Dwight Howard by the bench. They may have been arguing over the NBA's 75th anniversary team. No, no one knows exactly. Here is A.D. from Friday night. Something happened. You know, I was saying one thing, he was saying another on the, on the scheme. And you know, one thing led to another. And like I said, we talked about it and... We left it in the locker room at halftime. I'm cool with that. You know, everybody needs a sense of urgency. Sometimes these things happen when a team is trying to find their mojo. Look, Carmelo Anthony dropped 28 points, big-time shooter. It still blows my mind. They can not only operate like an old man on the basketball court, that one dribble has he pull up, but you know he can still give it to you. A big win for the Lakers, but I will tell you the story I took away from this game, Ja Morant, 40 points, 10 assists. He will be an all-star this season. How about the Lakers' defense? I don't care what you say, whatever you want to say. If you watch the game, John Morant was able to do things that I don't see guards no, no, in his no, no, position No, no, I doing. get you about Ja. Ja's incredible. What I mean is, what do you think about the Lakers' defense? Oh, that's a long way to go. That's a very no, long way to go. I'm not taking anything away from Ja. I'm asking. Yeah, I, but I think, it's, I think that speaks more about John Morant's. Yes, their defense has a long way to go, eh. but the, the, the buckets that he was able to drop, yeah, he's, it, it, it's scary how talented can he shoot is. shoot it, got hops, yes. got handles, got vision, got Bangs patience with aggression. Up and under, yeah. Yeah. his passing, all of it. I mean, yeah. he missed a free throw to tie the game to send the game into overtime. So uh, why, why were you laughing when I said I'm, not, I'm just asking? <laughs> no, 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 I'm laughing at he was talking about the defense, and I, was, I said, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But by the way, they got the DNA of a team that can play defense. Yeah, we're all LeBron, right. LeBron, AD, us. Dwight Howard, Westbrook. These are guys who can play defense. All right. Uh, Caesars Sportsbook, guys, opened the Astros, who are back in the World Series for the third time in five seasons, as the minus 150 favorites over the Braves. The price has since ticked down to Houston 145 instead of 150, with the Braves listed at plus 125. Game one of the World Series is Tuesday in Houston. Here is ESPN Major League Baseball analyst Eduardo Perez on why the Astros are actually likable 
despite just being two years removed from their sign-stealing scandal, which cost the Yankees and the Dodgers, in my opinion. All right, here's Eduardo Perez. You might not like the Houston Astros, mm-hmm. but you love Dusty Baker. Yes. You can't help to root for the Houston Astros because of Dusty Baker. And there are fans out there that might say, I don't like them, I don't like the Astros, but Dusty Baker means everything. A lot of people are, are rooting for him right now to be able to win his first World Series. He's back. After 18 years of not having been to the World Series, the second longest uh, tenure uh, of all time to be able to wait this long. All right, Key, the Dodgers are out. Who will you be rooting for in the World Series? Dusty Baker. I'm not rooting for the Houston Astros. I'm rooting for Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker, much like Eduardo said right there, I've been knowing Dusty Baker since I was a kid, a Dodger fan. I used to, my mom would take me to the left field pavilion. Three bucks was the seats, brown ticket stubs, to get to the game early just to be able to throw bubble gum on the field to Dusty Baker. This is how far I go back to the Dodgers. We would go to the game early just to throw bubble gum on the field because he would chew bubble gum. So it would be just completely littered with packages Late of 70s bubble gum. Late 70s, we're talking about now? Late 70s, yeah. early 80s. Yeah, early 80s. And yeah. so, you know, and when you think about it, Dusty Baker was brought to the Houston Astros to calm the waters. He signed a one-year deal. It was just like, oh, bring him in, settle it down a little bit. No one anticipated him to be coach beyond that. And then on the flip side of things, how can you not root for a guy that looks like you? How, how could I not? When many years people felt that we did not have as an African-American manager the fortitude to manage teams and win championships. Pernicious stereotypes about black people in this country included can't lead, yes. can't, all that kind of stuff. No pro- I ain't got no problem saying it, man. And, right, and particularly in a sport that has seen Absolutely. the percentage of African-American participation as a whole decline, yeah. it's great to have someone in a high-profile yeah. position. And right? they're not cheating right now anyway. <laughs> yeah, so not, and that's, that's, that's another thing. That's another thing. They're not cheating right um, Okay, the 49ers, guys, have lost four straight games after losing on Sunday Night Football to the Colts 30-18 to after the game. Head coach Kyle Shanahan was asked if Jimmy Garoppolo would start next week in Chicago. Here is how coach responded. I would guess so. You know, I'm going to watch this tape and see if guys are healthy, first of all. I don't even know where our guys are at. It was um, good for Jimmy to be able to get healthy enough to play in this game today. I got a whole team to worry about. I'm not just thinking about what the quarterback situation right now. I'm going to evaluate everything, see where our team's at, um, see what gives us the best chance to beat Chicago, and see what our options are. I mean, that's what you go into each week, finding out your options. We had two quarterbacks who were hurting this week. Jimmy was able to come back and play. We'll see if Trey can next week. Still not sure yet, but i got a lot of things to figure out. Mm. You want he to does. See, you want to see Trey Lance? I, I don't. I don't need to see Trey Lance. I, I need to see Jimmy G get healthy in this team, not to play in a monsoon. Um I understand the appetite to, to want to move Jimmy out and bring in Trey Lance because they moved up to get him. And a lot of people just don't feel like Jimmy could take this team to where they need to, to go. I wouldn't be so quick to just rule that out. Trey Lance, what has Trey Lance actually done this year that make you go, oh, he's, he's the guy. He's, he's a, a baby. Guy. He's a baby still. I mean, he's like, the farthest away of all these guys, I think. Can, you know. can I say something? I wrote this down because I was thinking about yesterday watching the game. What does it say about Kyle Shanahan? Are we going to start talking about him in this manner? Because they were coming off a of bye week. They were at home. They were relative, relatively healthy with Jimmy G back. The Colts entered the game two and four, right? Into, like Indianapolis also lost their starting safety in this game. 
Julian Blackman. So, like, when are we going to start talking? We talk a lot about Jimmy G. We talk a lot about Trey Lance losing four in a row. When is some of the onus going to be on Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch? When are we going to start going there? I'm just curious. Somebody answer me, please. I, I, would, say, I would say this. When you have an overmajority of people within the league saying that you are the answer ah. and you're the brain trust and you're the guy, that conversation is not going to happen for quite some time. And so because there's so many supporters around the league of Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, the things that they have done wrong goes out of the, the door or the window, whichever one you want to use. And that is the reality of it. Mm. Um, when you look at his record before the Super Bowl and you look at it post-Super Bowl, the first thing people going to point to is injuries. Oh, the injuries, injury. They're not going to really give you the real facts. So it's going to be a couple years before you start talking about they need to move on if they don't get it corrected. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I believe in Kyle Shanahan, but there's See? been a lot of chirping recently <laughs> pointing out correctly yeah. what has he done other than like a little time in Atlanta as the coordinator. All right. MetLife Stadium continues to be the house of horrors for Sam Darnold. That's next, KJM ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.